everyone welcome to another episode of bladed apples a horror podcast dropping your trick-or-treat bag every week every other week every every week sometimes every <laughs> it's a week we decide which is a week i'm every rocky now and then <laughs> i'm blaze <laughs> and we're back with the new year's eve episode i know we said we're gonna do a christmas episode we failed. <laughs> uh, well, well, we we watch we watch a Christmas movie. Yeah, it was just hard to get the time to do it. Yeah, and the kind of the window closed because we were we did it right before Christmas. We watched it together, and yeah. then we both couldn't find time to record because we were you know at the families for for the holiday or doing our own thing. But we'll get, have a small review about that film. But. The main topic today is going to be Bloody New Year, 1987's Bloody New Year, also known as Shitty Evil Dead or Shitty Shining or Shitty, Shitty uh, Night of the Demons. That's what all the critics named Rocky Rudoy say. <laughs> <laughs> that quote is on the poster. It's on the VHS box art. <laughs> Where did you find the VHS? <laughs> did you see? Did you see? Um, Reddit Media put out a video yesterday where they were talking about like VHS grading. You yeah, know, you I know mean, how I didn't watch it, but I saw it. Yeah, you know, there's like a big thing now where we're um, selling VHS tapes that have been around for like a while, whatever. You get them graded, just like a comic book or like you know anything like that. You know, you send it to the grading. Uh, yeah. See, what was a CGE? I sound like that, yeah. Yeah, and you get great. A lot of people are doing that. If it if it's like still a shrink wrapped, like let's say Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, or something like that, and it's graded like an eight to a nine. People are like trying to sell on eBay for like thousands of dollars. It's like this whole thing with VHS of them trying to flip VHS. But the problem is the market's so big. Like, who the fuck wants to pay seventy five thousand dollars for <laughs> a copy of a uh, of Jurassic Park that? Here's like the thing, like, I, uh, even since, you know, I, God, how long has it been since I've been getting VHS tapes? It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. I've been collecting Six them for years, a while. five years. Yeah. Something like that. And it's, uh, the price has like skyrocketed for some reason. And it, it's kind of bullshit. Uh, I, I, at this point, it's kind of like, why do you buy a movie unless you're going to watch it? Right. In my opinion. So yeah. it's like. That's why I'm like totally fine with buying bootlegs and shit like that. And some people get really pissy about that. It's like, oh, you don't have an original version of the Prowler? It's like, yeah, you're selling the original for three fifty. I got yeah. this for eighteen dollars. Or you can just get the Blu-ray for like twenty bucks, and it's like way better quality. <laughs> no, I refuse. There's a reason why VHS is obsolete at this point because it's perfect, and people couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a charm for some some things that you get on, on VHS. Like, 
I wouldn't consider anything that's like a big film on VHS to be a step up, but you know, there's a charm to getting like a bad B movie on it or, or a shot on video video, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's certain things you can find on VHS that people haven't bothered to put on anything else. Yeah. And why would they? Well, except now like vinegar syndrome and, uh, yeah, I mean they're working on it, but uh, like Severin, they're starting to like dip their toes, in, especially Vinegar Syndrome, or just like starting to do these homegrown horrors um, box horror. sets now, where they're just like putting them together. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. It's uh, just funny to me. Uh, but yeah, you love your VHS. There's a charm to it, but yeah, I, I just think it's funny. Where just like everything is just there's definitely a marketplace there. Or, you know, and it's also since it's a marketplace and everybody has copies of the same thing on the market, then the rarity is down. So there's no point to buy, right? <laughs> you know, these things. So, anyways, um, let's get into the news. Uh, so we, we were actually were recording. <laughs> Right before this. Here's some news. Fuck you, Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) We were trying Zoom for the first time, and we we were kind of, we had a rhythm. Yeah, Thankfully, we didn't get too deep into it. Um, But we're like, oh, yeah, you know, we had some good, look, some some good antics going on, a little bit of good, uh, you know, back and forth and all that. And then we found out that we had to pay for Zoom to record for longer. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> I guess that's why mainly businesses use Zoom because the the company pays for your Zoom meetings and all that. Yeah, but um, true. we want to see if the sound quality was better than using Skype. But uh, we're both cheap fucks, so we aren't going to do it. <laughs> no, well, you'll still get your shitty quality podcast from us. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, um, just to retread some ground, you had a good Christmas. You spent it with your mom. You have some Chinese? No, they didn't want Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> but you love you love that General So's uh, tofu from that one place there in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville? Yeah, I remember. Oh, being, oh uh, the Great Wall. Yeah. Yeah, we had that when we my brother was in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and you got the tofu. It was very good. Yeah, but not this time. Even though that made your perfect Christmas, and so he's got a big lump of fucking coal. You see, like me and mom, typically, when it's just me and her, we go. There is a Chinese restaurant we go to for Christmas, and they have like curry tofu and shit like that. It's really good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we played that board game we got her for Christmas, which is super expensive, but it's really fun. Mansions of Madness. It's by those Arkham game people. Um, cool. Yeah. What about you? Um, I visited my parents and we just watched a bunch of movies, some of which I will be getting into in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty quiet. You know, I saw you on that Friday. Yep. You yep, we hung Friday. out. We watched the one Christmas movie we'll be talking about um, in a little bit as well. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of spent the, you know, next couple of days with my parents. We must have watched like, I don't know. I think on Christmas Eve alone, I watched like six movies throughout Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Christmas, watched a few also. Um, but yeah, it was just pretty quiet, you know, not, not nothing too crazy. It was just me and them. 
That's so. nice, though. Yeah, but uh, you're saying before whenever we were recording <laughs> that one of the gifts that you and Paige got was a uh, subscription to Regal. Yeah, the movie pass. So, um, unfortunately, there's not a lot playing at the movies that is like really worth it at this point. Um, so we went and saw the new Puss in Boots, <laughs> and uh, it's not terrible. It's not. I didn't know John Mulaney was one of the villains in it. Okay, John Mulaney, who's who's been getting a lot of shit uh, over the past year. Oh, what he do? I think it's something about you know his alcoholism. I think he cheated on his uh, his wife. wife and stuff. Yeah, oh, I thought people it was really upset at him. Was the problem? Huh? I thought oh, it was maybe cocaine. Yeah, um, I knew he had to go rehab or something. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, John Mulaney is uh, he was also in uh, <laughs> Chippendale. Rescue Rangers earlier this year, which we both so liked. Good. So good. <laughs> Ugly Sonic is for the win. Thank you, Tim Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you like you like Puss in Boots? It's not bad. Like I mean, yeah, you go in and expect you know what you're getting. You know, right. you're, this is like a Shrek spinoff movie. Sure. Which they actually led into that they're about to make a new Shrek. So. Oh. Wonderful. Hooray! <laughs> I love Shrek. I mean, listen, I, I, I like Shrek a lot also, but it, it, it seems like it's trying to get this like reevaluation recently, which I don't know if it's like 100% deserved as much as it's just a meme that's kind of like gotten a little bit too popular. It's, it's pretty like, much what it is. And, and before I say this, Shrek is a way better film than this movie I'm about to say. But it's like this whole reevaluation that's based off of nothing but nostalgia for like Space Jam. <laughs> it's like Space Jam really isn't that good of a movie. It's actually just a big advertisement. <laughs> well, the like, new one is apparently like doubling down on the advertisement. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was one of the worst movies of last year, from what I understand. Um, I, I, I didn't even watch it. I wasn't going to waste my fucking time. But like Shrek, Shrek is a good movie and stuff like that. But people are like, it's just classic and blah, blah, blah. It's like, Shrek is I mean, fine. I've watched all the Shreks and none of them have been like, I hate this. Like, this is horrible. Like, uh, I, I, the last one I watched was three in theaters and I hated three. I thought Shrek the third was terrible. Actually, you know, I take it back. Shrek the third was pretty bad. Forever After wasn't horrible. I didn't um, see it. Shrek two was good. Yeah, Shrek two was okay. The Shrek yeah, Halloween special still kills me to this day. In a good way or a bad way? Well, the part where he's standing outside of the castle and no, goddamn, nobody had said he told me this. <laughs> the Shrekzorcist, I fucking died. Oh man, I died. That was so fucking funny. Me and Jordan were like in tears, rolling on the floor watching that. <laughs> I have no idea why, but <laughs> dude, we had we we had. Uh, here's the thing: me and Jordan have these days because we're both like uh, stupid. And um, we like having days where we eat like way too much sweet stuff to the point of where we get into like a sugar high and then crash horribly. So first time we did it, we were watching all of our You Afraid of the Dark while eating like five dozen donuts. Um, and we felt horribly sick during it. We were both covered in blankets just trying to finish the series out. <laughs> um and then the second time we watched all the Simpsons, not all of the Simpsons, but a fuck ton of Simpsons, uh, 
and had uh, like seven boxes of fruit gushers and Skittles. And trying to remember the next time. Uh, oh, yeah, last time was uh, Shrek. <laughs> we just started watching random shit of Shrek. And we watched uh, Shrek the Musical, which... <laughs> it's it's hilarious, but not not in the uh, not in the way you think. It would be. Yeah, it's hilarious because it's 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 shockingly like not shockingly, it's just it's just really bad. Like it's unbelievably terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is really fucking bad. It's, and then that's how we went into like the Shrek spinoff shows and found the Shrek Sirsist and could not get over how funny that was to us. <laughs> But, but but also did you see Puss in Boots? You see the the first one? No, I didn't watch any. I, this, I've only seen The Last Wish of Puss in Boots. So yeah, yeah. From the reviews I hear, this is for a kids movie. It's kind of mature because it's like him dealing with like mortality, right? Yeah, is that kind absolutely. of the whole plot of it? Yeah, he's on his last life of the cat's nine lives. And he's going through the fear of running from death. And he's like, am I brave anymore? Is this something I can, can I adventure anymore? Yeah. And eventually he kind of comes down and he's like, look, I have one life. He's like, most people only have one life. And, you know, yeah, I, I mean, make the most of it. That's pretty heavy for a kid's movie. <laughs> Dude, it really is. And um, <laughs> like, there's a scene in there. Uh, spoilers for Puss in Boots to the last wish. So the little Chihuahua is like, like nobody wants him, but he's super sweet. And he's like a funny little Chihuahua. And he was talking, they were like, well, where'd you come? Like, where's your family and stuff like that? He was like, oh man, they are so great. They used to play hide and seek all the time, but I always found them. And they kept putting me in different places. And then he's like, and then there's this one time that they put me in a sock and filled it with rocks and put me in the lake. And I thought, oh, that's so funny. And he's like, and I grew into that sock. And he's like, now it's my sweater. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Like, even puts in boots in the uh, whatever the other cats they are like. Like the whole time he's telling the story, like get, like gawking. <laughs> they were like, they tried to kill you. And he's like, nah, they were just playing around. Like, yeah, but, but the thing that's the funniest to me is that so John Mulaney uh, plays uh, John Horker, like the guy, the thumb in the pie story mm -hmm. guy. And he like collects all this fucking like all these magical items and they're in like this thing of flowers that are like attacking and eating people. And he's like, well, I got something to deal with this. And he pulls out. He's like, ah, this magical locust that will eat all these plants. And he opens it up and he's like, hey, are you are you a locust? And he's like, what? he's got like the straight up Jimmy Stewart voice. Like, well, no, I'm, I'm a grasshopper. And you're like, oh, fuck, it's Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time he's, he's like, so do you have like evil powers? Can you destroy all these flowers and stuff like that? He's like, oh, no, I, uh, I act as your conscience. <laughs> and, uh, I can teach you a lot of things about the, the value of human life and experiences. And he's like, that's absolutely useless. I don't want you. And so the whole time he's like trying to figure out like, 
how to like steer this guy in the right direction and he's like i've got my losses you're a horrible person <laughs> like, yeah i heard they just i heard from the uh, review they just horrified like the whole time <laughs> like everything yeah, that, the bad guy does yeah it's just, it's just and he'll like pull out magical items and he'll be amazed by them he's like oh wow a phoenix you know that represents rebirth and he starts to like squeezing its neck and using it as a flamethrower he's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking it. that dude that part fucking killed me <laughs> <laughs> Just the fact they picked Jimmy Stewart to be Jiminy Cricket's voice. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it makes sense to me. It makes I mean, total sense to me. I mean, yeah, he had a guardian angel in, uh, in A Wonderful Life, which is basically like Jiminy Cricket and Pinocchio. So <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Uh, okay, so Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. It's a is movie. that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. You say check it out? I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's some funny stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there's other stuff where it's like, holy fuck, I hate animated movies. <laughs> but, yeah, but, uh, you know, we're generally not the audience, also. It's no, also we're not. Aimed at a yeah. real clip crowd. Yeah. But uh, even as an adult, like, if you have kids and you want to take them to go see that, you'll get a few laughs out of it. Yeah. Not, not, not as much as a Shrek uh, Shrek but. No, no, you won't die from exhaustion of laughter like me and Jordan did. I was about to say shark exorcist. Shrek <laughs> God damn it. Uh, cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, in news, Ruggiero Diodato died. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know who that is, which I feel like most of our audience probably is aware. Um, Ruggiero Diodato was the director of Cannibal Holocaust, along with a shit ton of other Italian B movies. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he made one of the most controversial movies <laughs> ever released. Time. A movie that made me stop eating meat. Yeah. Well, there. And uh, it's, uh, he went to jail because of that movie. Because the movie is, is is the shocking thing isn't the cannibalism stuff in the movie. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's that there's live animal killings in it. That's what got him in trouble. Yeah, is and that, endangered animal killings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's graphic, and it's 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 pretty fucked up also when you watch it, because it's like... Yeah, you get kind of pissed at him. You're like, you should be in jail. <laughs> yeah, because he shot in South America, and he's like, cool, like, I got away with this, and he went back to Italy... <laughs> And they're like, what the like, fuck were you doing? <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, you may have shot that South America, but we're going to fucking arrest you because you killed a shitload of animals for this movie. <laughs> um, it was on the video nasty list forever. It's one of the most controversial movies of all time. Uh, whenever me and Blaze met, Blaze had a, was a Brazilian poster for you? Yeah, I had a Brazilian poster for it. Which is one of the things we bonded over. But yeah, I mean... With all that being said and the controversy, if you if you can see past all the the tasteless things in that film, it's actually an incredibly well-made film. It is. It is. Uh, and that's kind of the hard like part of watching it is because you're like, fuck, I don't want to see that shit. But at the same time, like I don't give a fuck when they kill people in movies. Because yeah. like, normally in movies they aren't actually killing people. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually killing animals in, in, in that movie. But, um, I mean, it's it's arguable that <clears throat> Campbell Holocaust was the first found footage horror film. 
probably was. Um, unless there's something more obscure, but as far as I'm concerned, it was because half of that movie is a found footage film. And, you know, it's so good because the first half of that movie is one thing where you're following, you know, one group of people. And then they find the, the the film reels that they're looking for. And then the movie takes a complete different shift where you're following this other group of people. Who are pieces of shit. They're awful. So whenever these terrible things are happening to them, you're kind of you're kind of there for it. Yeah, you're cheering <laughs> them on. Yeah, you need to kill the shit out of these people. Yeah. But yeah, Roger Diodato, I mean I, he did a lot of a lot of other B movies and and different things. And um he was definitely a kind of a pillar in the exploitation uh, genre of filmmaking. And um, yeah, I, I think, I think that as controversial a figure he was, um, he's still left quite the imprint on B movies and exploitation, definitely grindhouse cinema. So um, that, that is a bit of a loss. So yeah, I think he was, he was 83 years old. Um, yeah. But uh Let's see what else. Um, yeah, I watched a handful of movies. Um, let me see. I watched uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas on Roku. Or Roku, Jesus Christ, Shutter. <laughs> I'm a Roku screen up right now. It's right. Going by and I just like Roku uh, on Shutter, um, which is the new movie from uh, Dave Bagos. Or sorry, not Dave, Joe Bagos. Jesus Christ, uh, Joe Bagos who. Previous to this, directed VFW, which I thought was pretty good, uh, along with some other uh, B-movie throwbacks. He has a distinct style, like when he does things. But uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas is basically Terminator meets Santa. That's what it is. And uh, I thought it was pretty fun. For the first 40 minutes of the movie, it's kind of a hangout film. I'm just kind of following these, like... uh, this uh our main character owns a record store and uh it's her and her co-worker just kind of hanging out drinking on christmas eve talking about like different punk bands and metal bands and shit like that horror films and then you know finally everything escalates where um for some reason i guess that uh the government put out these uh santa claus these like i don't know i guess they're supposed to just be these uh not mech santa claus but um animatronic Santa Clauses and like stores and all that with this leftover, like military technology that they didn't use for weapons Mm -hmm. (laughs) and go figure. They had to do a recall on them uh, because the technology uh, had reactivates itself, I guess. (laughs) And this one Santa in this small town that's at the uh, local toy store um, doesn't get recalled in time and goes on killing spree in the town. And uh, it's fun. I I like it. Uh, Jeff Daniel Phillip, Jeff Daniel Phillips is in it as a sheriff. <laughs> kind of cool seeing him. Yeah. As much as I don't like that monsters film with him as Herman Monster, I still like him. You yeah, know, like, no, he's really good. Him as an actor. Uh, but it's a fun film. And um I watched it on my own, but I did say, because last episode I said I was gonna double double feature it with uh, Violent Night. And I didn't double feature it, but I did watch Violent Night. I watched it with my parents. And um only me and my dad were going to watch it because my mom's like, I'm not interested. I'm just going to, you know, clean the kitchen or whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, okay. And uh, she was cleaning the kitchen and she was like watching the TV. And she sat down, watched the whole thing. Not only does she love Violent Night, <laughs> but she's like, we had to watch this every Christmas now. 
Really? Your mom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, same here. Uh, Violent Night is, um, I mean, have you seen the previews or know anything about it? It's exactly what you think it's going to be. It's David Harbour as Santa Claus. I the heard actual it's Santa Claus. Huh? I heard it's fun. Yeah, no, no, it's not bad. It's, it's everything you think it's going to be, but it's got some heart to it. And it's, it's you know, I, I think I gave it like a seven out of 10. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, it's, it's not reinventing the will. It's got some pretty good gore and uh, action sequences in it. It's from the producers of John Wick. And it kind of has that feel. And David Harbour is a fine Santa Claus. I like him as Santa Claus. I like um, him in most things. Yeah, I do too. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. I would say check both of those out. If you can watch them together, they watch them together. Um, and I watch Glass Onion. I've heard great things about that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I loved it. Um, I I think I liked it more than Knives Out. I really like Knives Out. So, um, I think those are like the big movies. Oh, I watched Strange World. I wasn't really a big fan of that though. It didn't look like anything that interested me. Uh, I, kudos to Disney, though, because, A, um, the main character and his wife are an interracial couple. Um, and, and their son is, is, is biracial. Um, and they're all main. Like, they're in the whole movie, so he can't get, like, edited out in other markets, which is always a thing that, like, Disney likes to do is that they, if they put, like, a gay character into it, usually one line of dialogue where they can edit out that line of dialogue so it can sell in China. Um, their son is queer. And it's not just one line in the movie. <laughs> it's like kind of like a running thing in the film, so they can't easily edit it out. So kudos to Disney for having not only an interracial couple, biracial character, and a gay character um, or LGBT character at that, but... Um, that they didn't try to do it where they could shortcut it so it could sell in other markets. Um, but generally it's, it's, it's a fine film. I just wasn't too huge on it. It feels like it could be like one of those things like Atlantis or uh, treasure planet where it kind of flew on the radar, but kind of has this pulpy kind of feel that makes it popular later on for, you know, a younger generation. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. You watch anything else? Yeah, I've had my love of Star Wars rekindled by Andor because it's the best goddamn <laughs> thing that happened to Star Wars since the original movies or expanded universe inside. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's up there. I mean, I, I think the Mandalorian is a uh, is great. I think season one and two of Mandalorian. Is, as we said, though, this is a different level. Like this is, it's fresh. It's new. It's not what you typically get from Star Wars, and that's what I appreciate about it. Well, yeah, but it's, it's so weird also because you didn't like Rogue One. No, I didn't. I didn't like Rogue One because it's the same writers of Rogue One. And then what I like about Andor is the things I like about Rogue One. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. Like I feel like they like really took off that, and it was interesting to me because we all know how I am in political aspects, but when I found out they based the story on young Stalin, I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of Stalin in there. A lot of Marxism. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's definitely, 
a lot of political overtones in it, which I liked about, you know, I mean, they definitely delved more into it in the series, but they kind of delved into it in Rogue One. What I liked about Rogue One is that they show, like, the Rebels aren't all, like, it's not all white and black, you know? Yeah. It's not just, I, like, the Rebels do, like, awful things. I will say I am really pissed off about it, though, for one reason, though. What's that? It's because I was talking to Mom, and she was like, is Andor good? I'm like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. You need to watch it. And she's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to watch it. She's like, and she calls me back and she's like, you know, I like it, but I'm not really sure what's going on. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how? how? she's like, I was on episode one and then I'm on episode two and blah, blah, blah. And this happens. And I'm like, that hasn't happened. What are you talking about? Find out she was on our Disney account. And she watched the episode that I was about to watch and yeah. then gave away the fucking ending. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I mean, it was, it was so good that when they showed it to the execs at Disney, they they automatically greenlit the second season before the, the show even dropped. So they don't worry about views or reviews. They just had enough faith in it. So they're already working on that second season. And I but also yeah, I, like how they said, we're done after season two. That's it. Yeah, like, well, yeah, because season two is going to lead right into right around when Rogue One starts. Um, so I'm, I'm sure K2SO is going to get introduced in the second season and all that. But yeah. I, 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 it's darker and grittier than most Star Wars uh, material, which I appreciate. Like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's more grounded. You know, you don't see any fucking lightsabers or anything like that. Um, you know, you don't really even hear any mention of, I don't know if you hear any mention of Jedi. But what, what I do like about it is the same thing that, that I liked about Rogue One. And uh, that that's, like I said, it's not all black and white. Um, that the rebels have to do terrible things. And especially in this one where they can focus on it more is that if you want to create a rebellion, is that the, you, you're going to have to get your hands dirty in some ways to make it work. And right. Yeah. Something I mean, where they do some very questionable things where, you know, in the original, in the original uh, uh, Star Wars films, you're like, the you know, the rebellion and we're going to, you know, we're overthrowing fascism, but it's like to overthrow fascism and doing these things are sometimes you gotta, yeah, you gotta stoop the levels. You wouldn't. Yeah. Know. Where, where there's a lot of things where all the characters are, are very gray in it, um, including Andor. I mean, there's no revolution in history where everyone has clean hands. Just not a no. thing. That's not how it you, works. Well, yeah, you can, where you get snuffed out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, no, it's great. I, I know I, I told you this. I told Monkey this as well, our buddy Monkey, um, where I think that Luthen is one of the best Star Wars characters ever made um i think that stellan skarsgård is is he's fantastic, fantastic. he's fantastic um I, I like it i mean uh i i my my one of my few criticisms is that i feel like the first three episodes can kind of be consolidated <laughs> i think it takes like it's 12 episodes i think it could have been 10 i think i think those first three episodes take a little bit of time to kind of like get moving and it feels like there's some things that could just been kind of meshed together where it's like i don't know if we needed this much time i feel in certain parts that's true and other parts i'm like well you know the more background i have the more i feel like i'm attached to a character yeah so i don't know i i was i'm very happy with it and i really didn't expect to be as happy with it as i am so. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I'm I'm excited for Mandalorian season three. She has a March, I think. Um, as long and as I mean, Aaron I, Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Book of Boba Fett is fucking awful. Actually, the only good thing about Book of Boba Fett was the episodes with uh was the there's one episode 
in Book of Boba Fett that's basically just a Mandalorian episode. Like, Boba Fett's not even in it, just following what, what Mando and Grogu have been doing. And that's, like, the best episode of the series. Like, Book of Boba Fett's so fucking bad. Um, and Obi-Wan was fine, but even that being said, I think that Disney and Lucas film should just stick to making series over yeah, Star Wars no more movies. movies. I don't yeah. think movies are a, a pl- applicable thing for Star Wars anymore. Yeah, just do just do the the TV series. Like, remember that time when they're handing out those fucking like trilogies to everybody? <laughs> they're handing out trilogies to like like Ryan Johnson was going to do a trilogy and fucking uh uh JJ uh, Abrams. JJ Abrams, but uh old dickhead and fart face fucking Game of Thrones fuckers with <laughs> their fucking names. George R. R. Martin? No, no, Benny Off and Wise, those fuckers that completely shit the bed. Remember uh, they were they Game of Thrones wasn't done yet. And then Disney's like, hey, how would you like a Star Wars? Because it was like Oprah. They're just fucking handing this shit out. Like, look under. They're like, look okay, so what we're going to do is Luke and Leia are actually going to fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to do more than kiss here. <laughs> <laughs> they, they handed them like a trilogy. And then right when they got handed the trilogy, they fucking like just shit the bed on the last two seasons of Game of Thrones because they didn't want to do it anymore. So just handing it off for somebody else to like finish it. In a respectful manner. Yeah. <laughs> and then after Disney saw it, they're like, we artistically parted ways. <laughs> it's like, sure you did. You fucking fired them. You don't want to get that shit. But uh, yeah, they're giving like everybody trilogies. It's just like, Jesus, fuck. Like, do we really need this many movies? I think it's just smarter. Just do the TV series instead. That's working out well. I think having that more more time to kind of flesh out these characters, spending more time with them is the best way to do it. And also, I, I like even though it's it's still within the timeline of like Skywalker and all that, that we don't have, hear about the Skywalker family at all. We don't see like a little Princess Leia running around or fucking, you know, oh, yeah. Mom Solo or anything like that. And or it feels like it's kind of, you know, so focused on just the ground and, and building this this revolution up is uh, uh, I really like it. I like that aspect of it a lot. So, yeah. I'm just glad Harrison Ford's not in a lot of movies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Here's the thing. It's not that I don't like Harrison Ford. It's just that, you know, I, everyone's like, oh, he's one of my favorite actors. I'm like, he ain't a fucking actor. <laughs> he ain't. He just, he just Harrison Ford every time. And yeah. some things that works for other things does not work for <laughs> I like Harrison Ford. But, I do uh, too. But I'm just saying, like, he's not an actor, in my opinion. I mean, he's, he's not. He just doesn't have a wide acting range. I mean, he's like on. Bruce um, <laughs> yeah, like Bruce Willis. Yeah, does have you know? Sometimes you're just actor man, or like The Rock. Honestly, or his like his that. best movie was fucking uh, Death. Is it Death Becomes Her? Mm-hmm. We talked about yeah. Death Becomes an earlier episode. Nah, man. Uh, fucking Christmas Eve, I rewatched fucking Die Hard. Now the fucking Die Hard is still amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is still a great movie. Die Hard is uh, is still one of the greatest action movies of all time. Um, so fucking good. Just like Come to the captures you immediately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now Harrison Ford is he's doing what show is he on now? Oh, he's on one of those prequel shows to uh, Yellowstone or something. Yellowstone. Yeah. Uh, Which I try to watch. Not a fan. <laughs> t- dude, my mom loves those shows. But, you know, it's like anything like historical Civil War era kind of shit she's like all about. So, yeah. Yeah, not a, 
Questionable Not a huge Yellowstone guy. Huh? Questionable choice, honestly. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is there anything else you watched? Oh, God. I felt like there was. Um, no. <laughs> I feel like there was something else I watched. Also something new, but I can't remember what it was. I mean, really, it was all that Christmas watching and all that. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's about it. Probably there's another piece of news, but... Yeah, we'll I see. Move. I might have some new movies after tonight, so that's our... Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Trailer. Yeah, let's see if we can piece this back together. I watched it today, and I don't know if I'll be able to remember yeah, it in here. order. No, I watched it a couple hours ago. All right. Let's uh trailer time. All right. It started as a day out, a trip that held the promise of fun and pleasure. But for Rick and his friends, the fun ended early when they landed on Grand Island. Those who dare face a horrifying and bloody new year. Attacked by the dead. Threatened by evil. Chased by the unknown. Terrorized by monsters. Escape the fate that awaits them when they become caught in the angry hot One of the best New Year horror films ever released. Sure. Right? Sure. (laughs) Isn't really that much of a New Year's movie? No. (laughs) It's about as much of a New Year's movie as The Shining is. Like, I mean, it literally had, like, hey, this started at a New Year's party. And it's like, okay. Yeah, it's like, what, what's the rest of it? They're like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that, and I'm horribly annoyed by British accents, so it was a little... You mean rough. Australian? Fuck you. It was shot in <laughs> Wales. So. 
Wells Australia. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's directed by Norman J. Warren. Um, he directed Say and Slave. Um, Say and Slave uh, a couple years before this. Um, he has a movie called Prey, Terror. Um, he did a few decent things. Uh, and um, it was written by Fraser Pierce, who I'm not quite sure all what he... There was really not a whole lot of background on this movie. Um, it it does have a, 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 a score by uh, Nick Magnus, as well as songs by him and uh, Chess Cronk's band Cry No More. And man, are they great songs. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you take a boy and you take a girl. You put a little romance. That's what love is. <laughs> Um, it doesn't really have um, any notable actors in it. No. I think I'll recognize one, uh, which we get to. <sighs> this is this is just one of those movies that was a direct-to-video '80s film that didn't even go to theaters. Um, and again, like before we start, we we sound very hard on it. It's it's not like boring to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. fine. Like, um, Warren wasn't a fan of it. (laughs) He his quote is a very terrible experience for me. In fact, it turned out to be a bloody nightmare. We had the wrong producers on that film, and they didn't know anything about horror, so the film lacks in every department. And by the end of it, my heart just wasn't in it. He added that the producers wanted to make the film cheaply and terribly quick. (laughs) So even the director wasn't a fan. Um, and he also was a fan of the music <laughs> stating it just doesn't work he added on the second day of dubbing I must confess I gave up on the film I'd run out of fight and just sat there and let them go through the motions <laughs> <laughs> ah, poor guy I, uh, <laughs> what, what's funny to me is that it's like oh let's get this band who does like 80s pop synth kind of stuff and let's have them be a band that's from the 50s and it's like yeah no that doesn't work (laughs) that doesn't work yeah so um the uh the movie starts (laughs) the movie starts you all have the musical talents of john dehart (laughs) (laughs) i'd rather listen john dehart You know, the movie, you know, a little shimmy slide in there. <laughs> if, that, if that was in this movie, I would give like two points more. Yeah. Um, this movie was, uh, um, this movie, not this movie was, this movie starts rather. Um, a 19, New Year's Eve, 1959, going to 1960. A New Year's Eve party at, do you remember the hotel's name? Grand, Grand, a Great Island Hotel. Great Island Hotel. That's right. Um, in Australia. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, well, what happens to the party? Nothing. A conga line to eighties pop music that hasn't, won't come out for 20 years. Yeah, it's like when a boy meets a girl. <laughs> a do, 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 do. When your boy gets a girl and you put some romance in and something, something, something. <laughs> just, 
That's what love is. It feels like a really bad sitcom jingle. Yeah, it does. It does. I, I mean, although I will say it, you know, I think that's an insult to things like Full House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, all of a sudden everybody disappears at the party. Well, no. What happened? No. What? no, they're all hanging out, and this girl's like very tired, and then they all, they're like, hey, baby, let's conga. <laughs> it's like, okay, so they're conga lining, and then everyone starts heading out, and then the girl is the last person straggling behind, and she goes up to a mirror, and then a hand comes out of the mirror and grabs her, and that's when we transport to the beach. Decent jump scare. Yeah, decent. But uh, so we transport to the beach where two guys are massaging a girl, (laughs) and the one the girl's like, "Hey, uh, you're not my boyfriend. Could you please stop grabbing my ass?" He's like, "Hey, man, calm it down." He's like, yeah, but I'm lo- Oi, I'm real lonely. <laughs> yeah, just like Australians say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, they're, they're they're at a fun fair. Yeah, they're they're it's at a carnival. A name for a carnival. They're a carnival of of, of some sort, and yeah, they're oh, all man. Or I are- love some fucking beans on toast right now. <laughs> Get your beans on toast. Get your mushy peas. Everyone's like, Mother, can I have some mushy peas before going on the car as well? <laughs> With, and and we're, we're introduced to our very memorable group of characters. Who are named... Who have names. What was that? The only one I remember is uh, so there's Leslie and Tom. Yeah. Rick. Rick and Janet. Yeah. And Nancy? Spud. <laughs> Spud. And then they run into Nancy. Who Who is our American, who's supposed Nancy. to be American, but the actress is so bad that she can't hide her British accent. Nancy. Yeah. Uh, and how they meet her is that uh, our, our characters are all pelling around the carnival. They're eating fried foods. They're playing grab ass. They're, they're not eating fried foods. <laughs> they're, they're, they're eating beans they're and toast. They're eating bland, tasteless nothing. <laughs> they're eating fish and chips. They're like, oh, we're so posh. <laughs> they're, um, they're, they're having a good time. They're, they're, they're Fuck you, time. Britain. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, uh, at the uh, what, what, what's that ride called? It's like the one that goes in a circle. But has like the each car. It's almost like the teacup ride. The, yeah, it's like a teacup ride kind of. Where the the vehicle that you're sitting in spins as well, um, but it's like not like the teacup ride or like you know storms, uh, thunderstorm force or the fuck it's called Islands of Adventure where you can you control you control how fast your individual pod yeah. moves. Um, instead, the, these carnies just kind of spin them. <laughs> It's so going yeah, by. Two ne'er do wells. Well, well, it turned out to be three. <laughs> it's two guys and their dad that owns it. Their dad, who Don Vito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the uh, 
Nancy, everybody exited the ride except for Nancy, who's still in her cart. And these guys are just bullying her. They're just spinning. She's going, help, help. And everybody's looking. Please. (laughs) Yeah. And and they sit there and watch it for like, I think we have our group of friends and they sit there and watch it for like two, three minutes. And they're like, oi, (laughs) stop buggering her or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I don't know why it took them so long to intervene, but they do, and she, um, she, uh, they, they, what do they do? Fucking uh, old Tom Tom. goes goes underneath and pulls uh, a circuit out. He pulls out a um, breaker, a fuse. Yeah, fuse. Yeah, and uh, down the ride, they all fly off. Yeah, and they're all like, "Hey, we're we're having fun torturing this young American woman." And then the dad's like, "Oh!" <laughs> he comes out, and they're all pissed off, and they give they start chasing our our group of friends around, and uh, and Nancy's just like, "I guess I'm your friend now. I'm going to go with you." And they run into a horror house. You know the horror attraction yeah, that I has did not get that scene at all. <laughs> it, it has okay. So first of all, it has a uh, a pretty cool painting of Frankenstein on the side of it, but it's the Lon Chaney Jr. Frankenstein that's painted on the side of it, and uh, they all run into it, and um, the group of uh, three carnies <laughs> or two carnies and Don Vito. He's like. <laughs> They, they, they all run after him into the uh, haunted maze. And at the same time, is it Tom that goes and gets the car? Um, I think it's Rick. Rick. Rick goes um, and gets the car. And Rick runs the truck into the side of the fucking building. Mm-hmm. Not knowing if there's people in it. Not knowing if his friends might be behind a wall. Just wrecks his whole fucking truck through the, 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 uh, the maze. Which also has a boat attached to the back of it, <laughs> attached to the back of the truck, and drives, I guess, drives around the maze. I don't know, because it seemed like uh, Warren knew how to shoot the scene. Drives through the maze? <laughs> so it's just sporadically, sporadically showing people kind of like looking around and headlights kind of showing them and then showing parts of the, of the horror house. And then, and then the whole vehicle drives off with them all inside of the truck, <laughs> like like a Benny Hill, like a Benny Hill segment. <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes zero sense. And strap up because none. I mean, buckle up because the rest of the movie makes this about as much sense. Um. So now the, uh, the the carnies are very angry. Our friends get to the water. They get on their boat. Um, which, speaking of which, uh, Don Vito. <laughs> I'm just giving him a call him Don Vito. Uh, it's played by Steve Emerson. He's the only actor I recognize from this. He's the bar owner. He's the owner of the Winchester in uh, Shaun of the Dead. Um, okay. And he looks pretty much the same in that movie, which is pretty crazy because it's made like 17 years later. Yeah. Um, Probably more than that. That was made in nineteen eighty seven and um this movie came out in nineteen eighty seven and hot uh, hot fuzz, Jesus Christ. Shaun of the Dead came out in two thousand four. So Damn, was it that long ago? 
Yep. That's crazy. Um, so they get their boat and they're like, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna sell off. I don't know where they're going. <laughs> now they say where they're, where they're heading. <laughs> Cause I think, I think the synopsis says they're going on a cruise, but it's not really a cruise <laughs> at all. No, it does say cruise. They don't go on a cruise. They're on a fucking little John boat and they're like, <laughs> they end up cracking it from a random pointy rock in the middle of the water and it starts sinking. So they all have to swim to the closest shore, which ends up having uh, the great Island hotel on it. Yeah. Yeah. There is literally, they're in the middle of the ocean and there's just a rock hanging out of the, out of the deep water, <laughs> the deeper I think bed. it's almost weirder that there's a hotel in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they go to the hotel, and um, what follows is the group of probably the biggest dipshit fuck idiots <laughs> not piecing anything together, even though weird things keep on happening. Them instantly forgetting yep. anything at all happened, and then being surprised every time with Elf fell when something else happens. Like, they just forgot <laughs> immediately. Like, Man, I must be going crazy. It's like... Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. You must be going crazy. <laughs> We're all going crazy. It's the whole movie. Oh, fuck. I just realized what we forgot to talk about. What? <laughs> Actually, we'll, we'll talk about it instead of having our folks. Uh, our, we, we don't have a mythology biology this week. We'll talk about the Christmas movie we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> okay. We'll do a brief synopsis of that. We said that there was a Christmas movie we watched and said New Year's. I'm like, there's another movie we're missing. It's the fucking one the episode's originally going to be about. We'll talk about it after Cabinet of Curiosities. But, um, yeah, so they're they're going around this hotel. They're like, well, we need to warm up. We've been in the water. We're freezing. Let's light a fire. Let's check this place out. The power is off. Um. And they're just kind of hanging out in the in the lodge, the living room part of it, the den part of it, whatever. Um, and then a maid shows up and gives him a blanket, I think. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're like, oh, well, I guess there are, there are people around here. But then then she just disappears and they don't seem too concerned by it. <laughs> what, what else happens? Um they kind of Scooby Doo. They 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 split up and they start searching around the hotel. Mainly the shack. Janet, like just immediately start taking clothes and putting on new clothes and yeah. Spud and Nancy or whatever go and light a fireplace and he goes to look for a blanket and then Tom and Leslie go to see if they can find a breaker for the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, Tom and which is interrupted by a pool game by himself, her offering to have sex on the pool table and him saying no. <laughs> and then them going down to a breaker box and her being like, hey, we should have sex. Everyone else is having sex and him going like, yeah, but I'm thinking about Rick. <laughs> <laughs> she basically sexually assaults him. <laughs> She jumps on him. She's having her way with him. And he's like, I'm thinking about Rick and pushes her off. And and at that point, I'm like, well, are they not a couple? 
And then reading the synopsis, reading the, you know, plot summary, it turns out they are a couple. So I'm very confused. So I guess that I guess he's just gay for Rick. I don't know. <laughs> well, then he he makes a comment about how she would leave him for Rick if Rick didn't have Janet. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, which which connects later on. He says something to Janet as well. Um Oh, Jesus, fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's all over the place. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're just kind of searching the place. Um, I'm trying to think about, like, the first weird occurrences other than what's clearly ghosts popping up and talking to them and then immediately disappearing. Um, you know, they'll be in one room and then, like, they'll leave and, like, a door will close or a drawer will open or something like that. It's, like, pretty tame at first. Uh, there's like a TV on that has a news bulletin uh, or like a, a, it's not a news bulletin. It's like a talk show meeting between like three scientists talking about some plane that's flying over with some type of technology, um, which they don't get specifics exactly what it does or why it does it. And whatever it's explained later, spoilers, um, it, may, it still makes no sense. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what it was to be. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're, you know, they, they finally, I mean, this, is this the first thing that happens, I guess, when they find the theater room? Does anything important happen before that? Uh, the maid comes in to give Nancy a blanket while Spud is out looking for it. Yeah, well, I mentioned that earlier, though. That, oh, you did? Uh, I didn't. And, and, I, that, I, that, that, <laughs> that ghosts pop up and then they disappear and stuff like that. Like, the whatever they got there, that she appeared, but they didn't find it weird that there are people there, but they can't find anybody else there after she just randomly disappears. Right. But other than that, nothing else really happens, right? Mm. So they find a theater room. <laughs> They're like, wow, why are they? Oi. Why are they playing movies for no one here? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it starts playing Fiend Without a Face. And uh, and Rick decides to go up into the projection booth. Yeah. For, uh, oh, uh, not until it stops projecting, though. Oh, yeah. And, which are all bummed out. They're all like, oh, no, oh. the movie's over. <laughs> They're all upset. They're all very, very upset. And, uh, and you know, also Spud... Spud is uh, trying to put the moves on Nancy. She's not having it. You know, our American with a British accent, she is not having it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Spud is Spud is the is like the fifth will in his regular group of friends already. Quite he's a leader. Well, with six people. <laughs> so so uh, the movie stops. Um, she uh Rick goes up there, tries to figure out like what's going on with the projector with the you know film, see if they can put something else on. All of a sudden, the second projector in the booth starts up and it starts playing old um footage from what seems to be the New Year's Eve party from 1959. Um and he's so distracted by it, he doesn't realize that the film reels of the other projector, or maybe it's the same projector, uh the film is starting to wrap around his legs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, at the same time, Spud is like, oh, hey, 
I'm going to come up here and be the goofy guy. And he goes, Dude, up that screen. was like, that was hard to watch. He's being, he's being the comedy relief character. And he's up there doing all his goofy, like, I don't know. There's like a guy in the screen that has like a headband on. Yeah. He starts talking about that guy. And then all of a sudden that dude fucking pops out of the movie, gets on spud, scratches him in the face flies through the projection room and Spud's dead. <laughs> he just got yeah. scratched in the face. I was like... Not only did he jump out of the screen tackle him and do that, but his group of friends all ran up to him while the guy was still on top of him. Scratches him. They're standing there watching him. Not, not going up to be like, get the fuck off. What the fuck? Like, push the guy off. Nothing. Turns around and then flies through it and they go like, we don't know what happened. Yeah, they're like, nah, he's, you he's were shocked by something. It's like you saw you saw him sitting. You saw another person on top of him. <laughs> they're like, nah, Spud got shocked by something. It's like you all watched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Rick gets tripped by the film. And then he gets up and goes down there, and they're all very, very confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they didn't do shit to help their friend. Nah. Um, and you think at this point that'll put him on red alert. They're like, okay, hold on. Like, something's not adding up. But you know what? <laughs> they say ignorance is bliss. <laughs> and um, these are some blissful motherfuckers. So they're uh, decide to go outside. <laughs> is, this, is that what happens next? So they decide to just like yeah, walk they go outside? outside. And Rick and Nancy are like, we're going to go out into the woods. And it's like, well, no, Nancy was flipping out and Rick chases her into the woods to try and calm her down. Uh, Tom and Leslie go upstairs for something. Probably have sex. No. No, 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 no Tom and Leslie. Never mind. No, no they're not. Um, <laughs> Nancy is kind of just walking around by herself now. Or wait, no, no, no. Am I skipping it? Was it? Nancy and Rick who are running away from the weird laughter, or was that Janet and Rick? I don't remember. <laughs> I just watched this movie like an hour ago. I know. It, it, so they hear a bunch of whoever is with Rick in the woods, they hear a bunch of like weird laughing and they're like, see, do you feel no, it was Janet. They're like, do you feel better now? Like you can mm -hmm. hear people. Let's go find them. Yeah. And, they just have random laughs all throughout the jungle. And then they finally, like, get to where the laughs are coming from and there's no one there. And then they, like, hear the laughter running towards them. And they run away and they get to the beach and you start seeing footprints just show up all over the sand and disappear and the laughter. And then finally it stops. And then they run back to the house. Um, and while they're running back to the house, Tom and Leslie are in a room now being attacked by a strange swamp creature thing in a ghillie suit that yeah, that's actually part of a table yeah and then tom stabs it with a harpoon multiple times very gently <laughs> like, yeah very gingerly and uh it sinks back in and then the next scene is tom going ah like something stabbed him in the back and yes <laughs> what then <laughs> well you said that you, you did mention that Leslie got wrapped up in that in the netting right oh yeah 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 that uh, did not no 
she gets wrapped up in some netting that's like choking her and stuff and and Tom is going to cut her loose with a hatchet that he finds, but she's like flipping out and she's like, will you fucking stop moving? <laughs> like, will you fucking stop? I'm going to hit you with this hatchet on accident. And uh, after he cuts the, cuts the netting a little bit, um, that's all solved. So we just move on from there. Like, <laughs> like who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> uh, this movie. Um <laughs> So they meet back up with Rick, Janet, Nancy, and Leslie now. She's like, I don't know what happened to Tom. Tom's gone. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, maybe uh, the, he went out this way. And he opens up a door that's upstairs. And all of a sudden, the door swings open to the rocks on the beach. And he's like, oh, God, help me in. Help me in. And they're like, oh, that must have been what happened to Tom. And she's like, no. <laughs> and um, bugger. So they, <laughs> so they get back in and Leslie now has a weird half zombie face. Well, this is, this is what happens at first. What happens is they open a, a, a another door and, and those three carnies are there. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. It made no fucking sense. I'm like, you fucking followed them here? <laughs> like why are you so upset at them? <laughs> Just put a fuse back in, you're done. That's it. You guys are being raging assholes and abusing this woman. <laughs> and they just carry chains. Like Yeah, they have these little chains that wrap around their head hands. And uh yeah, they, Rick gets in a fight with the dad. And uh and uh, he beats beats him up pretty good. And then he gets a Leslie and he's like, all right, well, fuck it. I guess I'll just beat this woman up. <laughs> and he goes and he punches through her, like straight through her fucking abdomen. And then it's revealed that she has a, a fucked up fan of the opera face. <laughs> yep. Get <laughs> out of the dude. Yeah, he, uh, she, she, wait, how does she kill him? She chokes him to death. Oh, she throws him out of a window. Oh, yeah, that's right. Was awkwardly shot. She kind of just tosses him. She tosses him, like, behind her, but then he goes forward, and he's, like, backwards through the window. It makes no fucking sense, editing-wise. <laughs> this is made by somebody that's made movies before, and a couple that were averagely, like, thought of like he's not a completely competent filmmaker but for some reason everything well, he mean, about he shooting film went out the fucking window what's that he even stated how he gave up in the end as we said yeah. before though I mean, shit gave up at the end gave up at the beginning if i was like yeah. but <laughs> um and trust me this is a new year's eve movie um <laughs> somehow yeah so um they they all decided to run away from Leslie because she's a fucking demon now or or something. <laughs> she's a yeah. she's a she's old fuck face now. So they you know can't be hanging around with no fuck faces. And uh, she's chasing him around. You're like, well, well, that's probably what happened to Tom. He probably got fucked up by his girlfriend. He finally he finally she finally fucked him. <laughs> and uh, not the way. Different. Yeah, not in the way that have been more pleasant, I guess. But. Um, yeah, they're they're getting chased around by her. What happens after that? 
And eventually Tom shows back up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we found Tom. It's like, it looks like he's, he's like, been Oh, God. Oh, God. Like, oh, he's out of it. Janet, can you stay? Uh, oh, yeah. Leslie also uh, snaps that other dude's neck, the other son from the. Did she snap or she just kept on turning it around? She like, just kept on turning it around. For a while. And he died. And the whole time while this is going on, like the one son is still chasing, still chasing our our main characters. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm like, he is driven just to fuck them up with that chain. He doesn't care if his dad's dead, his brother's dead. Um, he's, he's like, he's I'm getting that him. fuse back. Like, yeah, want that fuse? Just like, you don't have a box of these? Like, come on, man. Not very well prepared. <laughs> um. So yeah. And so Tom shows up, he's babbling, and they're like, Janet, could you take care of him? Me and Nancy are going to go try and find their boat, because obviously they had to have a boat to get here. (sighs) (laughs) So as Tom is sitting down and telling (laughs) Janet how he actually liked Janet, he starts turning into a zombie. He attacks Janet. They come back um, after looking for the boat. They stop Tom from killing Janet. Janet runs away, uh, runs into Leslie Zombie, and Rick somehow found a shotgun and shoots Leslie and then chops her arm off. I look when he shoots her. He shoots her once. Ah! He shoots her again. She's like, oh, and then she falls over. Dude, it's so, so all over the place, this movie. And uh, did, did the banister scene already happen? What's the banister scene? What that fucking animal at the bottom of the banister comes alive. Oh, yeah, and it bites Janet on the arm while she's running away, and then Leslie's going to get her, and then he shoots <laughs> Leslie, and then he chops the banister off. That's bleeding green blood now. It's, it's, it's all over the place. I forget how they killed Tom. Well, okay, well, first of all, when we cuts the banister's head off, it's like a snake head, and, uh, Cuts the head off of it. It disappears like it's a ghost. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, it was a ghost. I was attending the New Year's Eve party. <laughs> We're just a snake banister in a like, suit. <laughs> so it's a ghost also. It lost its life back in 1959 as well. Uh, what happens to Tom is they're chasing. He has chasing. green blood because he's Bruce Bannister. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what happens to Tom is he's chasing, he's chasing Janet around, and Janet runs into an elevator, and she hits a button that goes up, and he puts his arm into it like a fucking idiot, That's and it rips right. his goddamn arm off. Um, and then Spud comes back and attacks Nancy while her and Rick are trying to run to the elevator. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> Just watch this movie. I completely forgot about it. You miss me? It's like, who are you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, you're a friend that doesn't get laid. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yes. Um, 
So they run away from Spud. And then while she is in the while Janet's in the elevator, these weird arms come out of the wall of the elevator and start pulling her into the wall. Which thank God, because fucking fucking Janet had the most annoying fucking scream. <laughs> and uh, then she was more scream than woman. Yeah, they get the they so get much. the elevator to come down and Rick sees literally like the arms finally drag her in and she's gone. And Rick's like, no, no, no. (laughs) And uh, then the fucking other brother who's like avoiding all the zombies that were in that hallway is like, hey, I'm here to beat you up for taking our fuse. And then they run off and then the zombies finally catch up with him. They kill him. They get to the beach they, they don't. They don't just kill him. The zombies don't kill him. Who kills him? Fucking supernatural happenstance kills him because he chases him into a kitchen, and then somehow he gets thrown into like the boiler or whatever it is—a big fucking tank. Oh, that's right. Um, and then afterwards, what what I would have done is I would have done a zoom in to Rick's face, and I would have him be like, "I refuse." Okay. Give him that one-liner. I uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, We did forget to mention a scene because it makes no sense and there's no point for it, and it happens in the middle, and that is where Nancy opens up a closet and a snowstorm happens, and it shows <laughs> yeah. a doll of Nancy in a glass jar, and it's never explained. It, yeah. it, it happened randomly. Yeah. They, they, uh, they, don't, they don't go straight to the boat after they that. Go? They go into the fucking dance hall and we get our expository dialogue about what the fuck oh, is yeah, happening. Right. Oh yeah, by the way, we forgot to mention the fucking plane that crashed in the middle of the fucking jungle. Yep. We did. Um it, early it in the film when they're wandering happened. around, they see a plane crash and blow up in the distance. They go over there, there's a zombie pilot there who attacks them. Um Rick blows and, his head up with a stick. <laughs> somebody goes and blows his fucking head off with a with the with that rifle from earlier? No, he hits him with a stick. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. But his head like blows the fuck up. It's, a, I, it's yeah. A, it's an okay head explosion. It's not great, but it's 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 all right. It's okay. Yeah. It's no right. scanners. Well, no, I mean, come on. It, like that a maniac or like the cream of the crop, right? Like it's like yeah, the, the, really the, the holy the holy trinity of head explosions is of course, scanners. That's the father, you know. Maniac. That's the, the son. son. And then Dawn of the Dead. Holy spirit. The Holy Spirit. Whenever, whenever, fucking uh, at the beginning, whenever the, the SWAT team is rushing the the um, apartment complex. Yeah. And uh, that one dude, uh, there's a zombie, gets his head blown up. <laughs> And Tom Savini made that fake head by putting like dog food and shit in there and stuff like that, and blew it up with a fucking shotgun. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, that's the third one. Those are the three best head explosions. Two of them by Tom Savini. <laughs> yeah, Tom Savini. I mean, Tom Savini did the maniac one also. So yeah, and and, and it's his head that's getting blown up. Yep, <laughs> that's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, unlike yeah. this, we should talk about maniac instead. <laughs> Haven't we, we already can... done maniac? We've never done. Uh, I don't think we've ever done any Bill Lustig film. I feel like it's no. We did. We did uh, Vigilante. No, I think we just watched Vigilante. I don't think we actually talked about it. I swore we did. Uh, did right. we? 
Okay, let's finish this movie. <laughs> let's finish this movie. I'd rather not. <laughs> but then those movies would be able to talk more about in detail. With this one, I'm just like, what happened? I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, so. Jesus Christ, what happened next? Uh, yeah, so, so, they, they, so they go into um, where the New Year's Eve party was being held back in 1959. And the lady we saw at the beginning of the film, she appears. Yeah. There's an apparition of some sort. And her face is half fucked up. Seems to be going around. <laughs> she okay. looks kind of like she looked kind of like uh, uh, Mary Lou Maroney from uh, Prom Night 2. <laughs> Which is a way better film. We should just talk about Prom Night 2. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, yeah, what happened was that there was the government had, we were having a New Year's Eve party in 1959. Um, and a plane, the government had some plane flying over our random island that we were all at. And there was some type of technology that was on board that could break the space-time continuum, I guess? I don't know. And it fucking crashed <laughs> and froze them all in time. The whole island in time, but also kind of made them ghosts, um, but also kind of made them demons. Yep. <laughs> and um, our main characters are like, cool, well, fuck that, and they just leave. Yeah, they go to the boat. That they find on the beach. And then as Rick is going, Janet is standing on upon the mountain going, Rick, don't leave. Stay with me. And he's like, oh, yeah, that checks out. I'll, 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 <laughs> you, you go to the boat. I'm going to go grab Janet. And then he no, it's, not, it's not even let's go to the boat. They're already in the boat. They're in the middle of the fucking water. That's right. He's he out of the boat. <laughs> Goes back to the beach. Which is like into the sand. Uh, Tom shows up as a zombie with a boat motor, and no, it's not Tom. Who is it's, it? It's the dad. Oh, it's the dad the, shows up. Papa with boat motor. Bon Vito comes back up, <laughs> and he's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he fucking saws his face, but he had to edit it. I guess the sensors got involved because you don't yeah. see it hit his face. You see, get close to it. And even now you see him flinch. You're like, oh, well, that's a flinch where something's going to stop at the last second. Nope, it, it kills him. Yeah. Um, and then Nancy is sitting in the boat in the water thinking, I guess I got out. And then she gets dragged into the boat by something. Yeah. And then the next scene is them in the conga line at the Christmas party. And they're New Year's all, Eve party. New Year's Eve, whatever. And they're all celebrating the new year's and nancy is stuck in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> and so it's basically the same ending as the shining sure whenever whenever jack is in the new year's eve photo at right. the end and he's just among the ghosts of the overlook at that point um yeah the movie uh you know as far as the pinnacle of of new year's eve horror films go i mean the the Two top dogs are our New Year's Eve, which we talked about last year, and um, Terror Train. Yeah, um, which I'll probably watch New Year's Eve tonight. Actually, instead of going out, but that's a great fucking movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're both fans of it. Um, but yeah, as as far as that, like uh, any other kind of New Year's Eve horror films, and I don't know, man, that one, this one isn't great. Um, it is. 
it is a movie. <laughs> I would say watch it just for the what the fuck factor. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of what the fuck factors, including where our main character, something will happen that we'll immediately forget. They'll immediately be like, oh, okay. Like there's a part near the end after all this shit's been happening when that maid pops up again and Nancy, I think, follows her down a hallway and she disappears. She goes like, where did she go? It's like, you haven't figured out that was a ghost yet? Like what the fuck is happening (laughs) in this movie? Yeah, Yeah, it is. uh, I I say don't check it out, but I say check it out for the pure the pure point of it being what the fuck the entire time it's free on Tubi, so yeah so why not yeah you can probably you can watch it for free there yeah um but yeah that that's a movie that's it (laughs) we ready for the next segment yep all right that's another excuse me another curation of blaze's cabinet video game curiosities All right. So, what video game have you been playing? Well, um, today, uh, so we were talking about it earlier, uh, and it is a game called the Trash Horror Collection. And the thing about this game is that it's really not that much of trash. Um, There is like 12 games in this game and each is like a a decently amount of stuff and they all tackle like different genres of horror it's by uh what was that 616 games or 619 games 616 games okay so uh i actually was thinking about uh since there's so many games into it and a lot of them are pretty interesting uh of maybe doing a couple every now and then, like not every week, but doing a couple. Uh, today was the one I played called, uh, uh, it, it was uh, The Lighthouse. And it is literally uh, this strange story. Like everything has about PlayStation 1 graphics, but in each game you can pause, go to the menu and switch it to PS2 graphics. You can change oh. it to... Uh, black and white you can edit the screen uh, VHS tape like it's really interesting how you can do that I've never seen that before um, and it starts off with uh, this group of people saying you know we appreciate you uh, being the new lighthouse keeper we can't find the last one he just kind of up and left and this guy Sebastian's going to stay uh, with you for the first week and we'll be back after a month and so your job is mainly like light the lighthouse in the morning and light it at night. Uh, but your partner ends up going missing and you look around the island for him, trying to find him. Uh, you go in to the lighthouse and just kind of keep up your duties. And eventually the lighthouse a few days and it goes a month in the future. You're like, I still haven't found him. They haven't shown back up. I have no way to contact anybody, so I've just been keeping the lighthouse going. And eventually, uh, you walk through, and there is this passageway that you didn't see inside the lighthouse before. And when you go down uh, into the passageway, it's this tunnel. And at the end of the tunnel, you see a battered Sebastian 
covered in blood and uh, he attacks you and then it starts you off as a new lighthouse keeper who is now no. trying to figure out. Yeah, it, it, it gets pretty interesting. I won't give away the end because it's pretty creative. But I would say there's probably like eight games in here. Nice. And yeah, uh, the first one is uh, a uh, they they even have it labeled as what it's supposed to be. The first one is supposed to be a ninety slasher horror, and it, it kind of follows like Friday the Thirteenth kind of vibe going on, urban legend kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the lighthouse one, and then there is a comedy horror one. Which is called Poop Man, <laughs> and it's a man with a toilet for a head. It's supposed to be like a Silent Hill knockoff, but it, nice. it's a pyramid-headed <laughs> toilet head. And there's three different stories of that one, and then there's just another compilation of like these different games where you can edit the graphics and edit like how it looks to you to where you're more happy about. It. And each one plays a little bit differently, so it's a really interesting collection, and it's on sale right now for four bucks. Like nice, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so it, it, it's definitely something I would recommend, especially if you, you know, want some short and sweet and multiple versions of that. So you can get through a story in a day, but uh, you know, the nice part is is that this game has the ability to go through and just keep playing different games. And they actually have a sequel to the collection that I'll probably end up getting as well that has another like eight or nine games on it. So it's very interesting how they did this. And I think it's funny. They call it the trash horror collection because I've played like more expensive games that were way more trash than this. (laughs) Right. Um, And, and it's surprising because I went in thinking everything was going to be like toilet head, (laughs) but it's like, no, the other ones are actually kind of serious and have some uh, good stories in them. And uh, it's just, uh, it's kind of cool how you can, it's like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Nice. Right. Cool. And each one has its own uh, individual save slot. So whenever you say get to a checkpoint in that game, you can switch to another game and uh, come back to that one later. Um, I would definitely recommend it. It's, it's, it's really fun. Cool. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of content. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. For four bucks, I mean, and again, I mean, it's like, you know, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 graphics, but I, I feel like that doesn't hold games back because I, I, there seems to be a, 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 a rejuvenation of that graphic style coming back in games a lot these days. Right. Like even one of the games that might get game of the year, Signalis, which we talked about before, is like a clone of the original Resident Evil games. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you can't have all kinds of great remasters like Grand Theft Auto. So, oh, God. <laughs> I'm playing that right now, actually. Yeah. You say it's fucking terrible. Yeah, it is bad. It's really bad. But I just have fond memories of Vice City. It's the only Grand Theft Auto I ever really gave a shit about. So, well, I liked all the Grand Theft Autos a lot. Um, I'm just kind of pissed off that they haven't really done. Like, I'm pissed off at Rockstar for being. I, I can't say they're lazy because they're putting out content, but like. Not just making a new fucking game and just milking the fuck out of a game. Well, the fact that they mount. didn't even put it out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this one, yeah. The remaster. Yeah, it was put out by a, a game company in Gainesville. Yeah, Grove Street. Grove yeah, Street Grove. Games. It's bad. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, Rockstar puts them out few and far between. I mean, it, you know, within since since five came out, they put out a uh, Red Dead Two, which uh, is a masterpiece of which game. is awesome. Um, but I would like them to do more. I mean, it's bad enough to where I think both of the Housers, the guys that started the company, like the big the head honchos, they both left. Yeah. You know, and those were like very important voices, especially since Sam or is it Dave? Forgot which brother. Um, who wrote who wrote all those games left. So I feel like that's a real important voice say because this is like all those Rockstar games have a very like sharp sense of satire. Yeah. But with that missing, like I don't know how a new Grand Theft Auto is gonna turn out. I know they've been working on one for a while that's allegedly supposed to return back to Vice City. Um, but you know they're too busy making like the 90th DLC for fucking Grand Theft Auto 5 yeah which is like an hour of content <laughs> yeah it's like but Dr. Dre's in this one like I don't fucking care yeah. <laughs> just make Dr. a new Dre game at the Super Bowl and I didn't give a fuck either <laughs> yeah um, yeah so the, the movie we were going to watch um, yeah, we're gonna jump into this segment. We didn't, we're not gonna do a whole thing about it. So. <laughs> yeah, we didn't make a theme or anything like that. Um, we just forgot to mention earlier in the episode. I knew there was something big we were missing. Is uh, we were gonna do an episode on uh, to follow up from previous episode. We did Silent Night Deadly Night Part Three. We were gonna do Silent Night Deadly Night Part Four. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I I rewatched it. I like it. Uh, I do it, too. It's a little it's bit wild. Of a, it's a wild film. It is Brian Usna, which I like Brian Usna a lot. Uh, we mentioned Brian Usna a couple episodes ago because we talked about the new um, Joe Lynch film coming out. That's like the new Stuart, Stuart Gordon film, the unfinished Stuart Gordon. Yeah. Movie. Um, but Brian Usna was a producer. He he was a constant collaborator with Stuart Gordon. He uh, was a producer for Reanimator from Beyond, a bunch of Stuart Gordon films. Um, and then eventually went to his own directing career. He directed, uh, a favor of me and blazes, uh, society. Yep. Um, he directed bride of reanimator, which I love. I think bride of reanimator is awesome. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, he directed, uh, Faust. He did return of living dead, uh, return of living dead part three. Uh, and so this was directed by him as well with, um, creature effects, uh, by Screaming Mad George, who did it for Society as well. And you can tell because there's some pretty twisted fucking imagery in <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 4. I which mean, nobody meets a rape scene by Clint Howard. That's pretty twisted. <laughs> there is a pretty fucked up rape scene in it as well. Um, uh, which is any rape scene, but it's pretty fucked up in this as well. Um, it, it is probably less of a Christmas movie than even Silent, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 3. <laughs> I would say it's less of a less of a fucking Christmas movie than bloody New Year is a New Year's movie. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like it is literally just like, hey, look, did you know it's Christmas? And then the rest of the story has fucking nothing to do with it. The rest of the 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 movie, it, the whole movie has to deal with a witch coven that's witch trying Lilith. to do something with Lilith. <laughs> And it's wild and it's crazy. And there's a lot of weird horniness and, and body horror to it. <laughs> body yeah. horny. 
in, in the film and it's um i like it a lot more than silent night daily night part three yeah it's not as <laughs> nearly fucking boring and it's way it's it's super interesting yeah it, it, i would definitely say you could skip three and go to four yeah just watch four yeah because uh unlike uh you know one and two they have nothing to do with each other so yeah 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 no but yeah watch it because it gets you know it it's a little bit of a slow start i don't even know why they call it silent night deadly night four because it really has no connection because of studio yeah but it's the same thing it's the same thing with return of living dead part three like whatever brian usna did that um Return of the Living Dead Part 3 feels more like a sequel to Reanimator than it does Return of the Living Dead. It, it, it barely feels like a Return of the Living Dead film. Um, right. So, uh, he kind of just does his own thing anyways, and then it has all the Brian Usna, like, super sleazy body horror kind of things and awesome effects by Screaming Mad George. Um, and Clint Howard's in it. <laughs> yeah. And the movie... It's got like a, you know, it takes a little bit for everything to start ramping up. But once it does, it gets so fucking weird. But uh, really fucking weird. Yeah. But I, I recommend it. I like it. It's, I think it's still on Shutter right now. I think all the Silent Night, Deadly Nights are on there at the moment. So yeah, you can't I mean, watch. It, you can get away with watching this and not feel like you're watching a Christmas movie. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's also, it's, you know, it's only a week after Christmas. So you can still check it out. So on that part of the area you can still get away with watching it feeling fine um but yeah that is silent night daily night part four or just silent night daily night four which is also direct to dvd just like three yeah. one or direct to video um all right cool so that is another episode of bladed apples thank you for listening uh next week i don't know what we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about it I don't know what we'll talk about. We'll talk about something. It'll be a thing. We'll figure it out. Um, but in the meantime, if you have a comment... Or, oh, I know or, what we should do. What's that? Well, let's do Wizard of Gore. We skipped it last time, remember? Oh, yeah, we should do Wizard of Gore. Yeah, we can do Wizard of Gore. That sounds good. Didn't that win the survey, and we just never did it? Yeah, we didn't do it because the other one was actually about turkeys. Yeah, that's right. Poultry, at least. All right, Wizard of Gore it is. I would do a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie to bring in the new year um, with Wizard of Gore. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, if you got a request or a uh, uh, recommendation or you got a question or a statement or, you know, whatever, uh, you can email us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com or you can hit us up on the Instagram as well, bladedapplespodcast. Which we know um, you won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we like hearing from you guys and all of that. Um, thanks to uh, Stefan Mize for doing our artwork. Uh, check him out on Instagram at Stefan Mize or Crawling Panther Tattoo Parlor. Uh, Crawling Panther Tattoo, rather, on Instagram. He's tattoos out of Okel. He's an awesome guy, amazing tattoo artist. So give him a follow. And thanks to Blaze for editing and putting up with Zoom for a little bit before we said fuck it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right yeah. i was about it until they were like that'll be 150 dollars i was like bye <laughs> yeah fuck that um, anything else to add? 
<laughs> Anything else to add to it? See you later, fuckers. All right. Well, you guys happy have a happy new year, fuckers. Happy New Year, you fucks. And remember, every day is Halloween, even the New Year. So please act accordingly. Bye. Bye.